Welcome to Today on Broadway for March 1st, oh, 2022. <laughs> I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Hockey. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Stees. Happy March. March is upon Happy us. Happy March. Oh, my God. Is it marching in like a lion? What is I, it? Is that the terms? I feel like uh, not, but maybe. <laughs> oh, you know what? I graduated from a public school and I and I do. I, there are a lot of great things about it, but also like I forget most of my idioms. March enters as a lion. It will leave as a lamb is the idiom. Okay, I remembered half. You got okay. you got you got part of it. The marching like a lion. Um, not quite right, but it was closer than I got also as a public school student. Fair. Okay, so I I do want to know how you spent your weekend, um, but I will tell you quickly how I spent my weekend. It was a weekend of yes. Yes. And I said yes to everything that the universe gave me that was positive because I could have said no to everything and curled up in a ball because I wasn't having a great end of my week. And I was thrilled that I said yes to so many things because I won't get into every single thing, but I had a lot of fun and it was a great distraction. And on Sunday night, I finally got to see Little Shop Off Broadway. I am so happy. <laughs> I saw uh, show's Twitter posts. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, absolutely living vicariously through you. Because we are, uh, I've already talked about several times on the show how much I want to see it with Conrad Ricamora. And you yes. have. And I'm so happy. You, first of all, you have to. Second of all, I, Kay. so I'm a really, really big Little Shop fan. In fact, I'm, I'm yeah. such a big fan that I famously had not seen this yet. Number one, because the, the ticket prices have been really high for me and but for good reason like they've had some really really big like you know you got the jeremy jorms you Mm -hmm. got the um uh christoph from frozen i forget that's his name Um, (laughs) (laughs) always bring it back to frozen baby No, it well, it's sad because I usually would bring it back to Spring Awakening, but that's that was uh, that that's was a also marriage ago. True. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? We gotta we gotta stay current with the references. I'm trying to be yeah, I'm trying to, you know, promote, promote, promote. Yeah, yeah. Um so anyway, so they've had, you know, these peeps in the in the house, and it's just one of those shows that I was just like, I just like I wanna see it when I wanna see it, and mm-hmm. I love it so much. I'm so protective. It's kind of psychotic. And <laughs> I was I was kindly um given seats, um the most wonderful seats. Thank you again, Yuana. Like it was it was just awesome. And I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna go API baby. And um <laughs> I can't recommend this enough. I cannot oh recommend going right now. I think that everyone, if you have the means, if you have the ability and the and the schedule, it is the perfect time to see Little Shop. It, it's always, it just it just always, is. But it's especially always the perfect now. time. But I felt like there was something really, really pure about seeing the original staging. Some people that are just fierce, fierce, fierce singers, actors, dancers tight cast i just missed it i was like i want this to run again for a hundred years i know it did in the original iteration and again i highly recommend walking watching the howard ashman documentary available on Uh, disney plus absolutely um but yeah i just couldn't i was like wow this happened at the perfect time for me so it's an exceptional production i saw it so long ago at this point i get 2019 i guess uh like october 2019 when the original cast was still in jonathan graff um and i loved 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 it so much have listened to the cast recording to death at this point um and like i said i really wanted to see conrad in it i just think it's a perfect show i think it's so much fun all the time i don't think i've ever seen a bad production of it and that includes like jake gyllenhaal at city center 
up his words every four seconds. Not really. He messed up twice. But Ellen mm. Green was there, so it didn't matter. Yeah, you know, I I wasn't – am I crazy? But I think mm. I remember this correctly. It was supposed to be Josh Radner at a time. Yeah. Or uh, was it – no, it was that I think he did it in D.C. Um, he was supposed to do it in D.C., but there was a last-minute change because James Monroe Iglehart was in that production. Right. And I really wanted to see Josh good, good, because right. he's so sweet. And by the way, his band, his like folk band is yeah. also really good. Kind of sounds like Christian rock, but I digress. Um, this is the thing. I saw uh, the city, the uh, Kennedy Center production, and I just remembered that as we were talking about it because I took yes. a road trip to see it, and now <laughs> I really don't remember who was in it. Was it Zachary Levin? I don't know. Maybe I would have to look it up as we're talking. But Guess what, guys? I'll come back at the, the end point. of the show. Yeah, we'll come. We'll <laughs> so we don't back. get comments. Yeah, but the thing is, is that I. I just, you know, I've seen Christian Borle in a, mil- in a million things, and he's such a really oh, yeah, fun, exciting performer. But I'm telling you, like, <sighs> I'm going to quit comedy because nobody else, I can't do comedy after seeing that. I was Peace. like, that that was the oh, biggest man. laugh I've ever had in my life. <laughs> the Him and the Meek Sean Harrett is oh. maybe one of my favorite comedy performances on stage. I, and- it killed me. And he, I, I don't know if you had the same experience of when I saw Jonathan Groff absolutely broke character in it because Christian was making him laugh so hard and was in his face. Yeah, I don't I know if Conrad was having the same. Oh, yes. Always his oh, goal. He, he used to do it with Brian Darcy James all the time and something rotten. Yeah. I mean, it's just a uh, dodoy. Um, I've heard uh, countless stories about um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, how he would yeah. like, you know, mess with everybody because he's just he's one of those performers you want to collaborate with. So anywho, I I know that it's been running. They don't need me to promote. They didn't ask me no, to. I'm safe. telling you, you absolutely freaking have to go. Yeah, definitely. So now, with before that, we, yeah. sorry, before we continue, I did look it up, and it was Josh Radner. I did remember oh. it was Megan Hilty uh, and James Monroe Iglehart had to pull out. You're correct. Boom. Got See, there. That was uh, we got there. I remember, I remember him being good. I remember Josh being pretty good. He did. He did the nerdier. I mean, Jonathan Groff was amazing, but as always, we need to stop casting really attractive Seymour's. Not to say that Josh Radner isn't a good looking man. He just, I guess, plays nerdier a little nerd bit better. Vibes, babe. Yeah, He's totally. Got nerd vibes. Totally. This also, is the Little oh. Shop of Horrors podcast. <laughs> I would hey, and I hate to tell you I would I would do it. Absolutely. All right. I have no time, but I will. Okay. Um, so the team behind the revival of Broadway's uh, For Colored Girls Who Have Considered Suicide When the Rainbow Is Enough has announced their full cast and creative team. And as we've said before, Camille A. Brown will make her Broadway directorial debut. She's also uh, choreographing the show, but this is her Broadway debut as a director, which is so exciting. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Bernita Robinson will serve as production stage manager. Erica Jensen and Kaleri Jensen Davis will cast, has, ca- have cast the production. And the cast includes Amara Granderson, Tendaye Kumba, Kanita R. Miller, Okwi Okpoke Wasili, Stacey Sargent, Alexandria Wales, and D. Woods. The show begins previews at Broadway's Booth Theater April 1st, ahead of an April 20th opening night. Um, I have already secured a preview ticket. Oh, I can't nice. wait to see this. Yeah, they did. Well, they did a special. They did like twenty dollars and twenty two cents total. Right, right, right. I for saw some that. previews. Yeah, and I highly recommend just hitting the box office. They're going to hook you up. Um, it's going to be an incredible show. Yeah, I and, do. Um, if you have the ability, 
now's the time. Absolutely. Um, because, oh my gosh. So did yeah, you get I just want to say. Mm-hmm. Did you get to see oh. this when it was off Broadway? I've never seen it. Me neither. I didn't get to see it. I was so excited to see it. Um, and this is absolutely the time for it to be on Broadway, as so many shows are. Uh, but I can't wait for this. I cannot wait for Camila Brown to make her directorial debut in Broadway. That is so, so exciting to me because she is such a gift and a talent. And she is. more work for her always. As I've heard from people that have worked with her, no matter your um, athleticism, your dance mm-hmm. ability, your body type, no matter what, she makes you feel like that, you are the best dancer in the room, that, that you are meant me to happy. tell a story with your body. And I, that is something that just does not come around all the time. No, and the fact rare. that like, yeah. And, and she, like, as a, like a woman, you know, we just, we don't get to have that always totally. in, in these big roles. So I'm thrilled for, for this whole team. In a surprise change of cast, but joyful news, Anna Uzel will depart Broadway 6 with her final performance March 13th. Succeeding her in the role of Catherine Parr is Joy Woods. Why did I spend the whole opening talking about Little Mm. Shuffled? Here's why. Joy is making her Broadway debut, and she is currently starring as Chiffon in the revival of Little Shop that I was talking about earlier. And she was an absolute star. Everybody in it is a standout because they all get moments to stand out. But I, I found myself so often being like, God, like each way, everybody in this show just has their own, like I could watch your own show. So yeah. I am really excited that hopefully one day when I finally get to see six, I, know, I will right? see. We got to make our plans. We got to make the plans. She starts March 14th. I'm I'm thrilled to see her joining this cast. I don't know what happened. What's happening for Anna. I was I about to say, is she going to Little Shop? <laughs> That'd be great. Right, right, right. Can you <laughs> imagine being off. like, I would like to be Chiffon now. Uh, but I mean, it's before Tony season. So that's why I find this kind of interesting. Like, I mean, we're in Tony season, but like. Sure. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's normal. I mean, but she's no, been in the yeah. show for a long time. Yeah, I was just about to say we're in extremely weird circumstances of which, you know, the show will be Tony eligible and we're, you know, they'll be in uh, that kind of Tony campaign. And we have original cast members departing before that because the show has existed technically since pre-pandemic. So they've now been in the show technically for and two years at this point. And it started in the UK. And it started so- in the UK, which, which Matt and I have talked about a lot, and I'm sure you and I have talked about as well, of, you know, six, six is a bit of an oddball because shows coming from the UK and, you know, coming to Broadway, you know, company being the current example, um, they don't necessarily also have like a tour where Six is treating Broadway as a tour stop rather than, you know, the end. Yeah, no, I mean, they had their big tour, they had cruise line situation, which I can't even remember if that actually ended up happening because of the pandemic. And then Broadway way ended up being like a stop along the way as well which it's parked at the moment uh and it will be for a very long time i'm sure but it is still the oddball of like this is just another part of our tour yeah so uh that's what's happening on Glee. Uh, in TV <laughs> and film news, Ariana DeBose, Will Smith, and Jessica Chastain brought home Screen Actors Guild Awards last night. Oh, also other people, but we're just talking yeah. about them, basically. <laughs> because um, Ariana DeBose won Best Female Actor in a Supporting oh, Role so in a Motion happy. Picture for her portrayal as Anita in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Um, the thing is, is that this is really a great precursor for the fact that she was probably going to get that 
Oscar. Yeah. We've been saying this. They've been on that, you know, promotion train. It, it's well deserved. It's it's not me saying that like, oh, no, yeah. they've been propping it. I mean, it, they that is how award season it works. But at the same sure. time, like she absolutely deserves this. And the fact that her peers voted for her in this way is really, mm-hmm. really it feels good. Um, Ruth Nega, who is about to star in Macbeth on Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, was also nominated for passing. Again, I will say this every day of my life. She also should have been nominated for an Oscar for this role. Still gotta that see movie it. Was- oh my gosh. I know. It's Ashley. been tough. It's been tough. I'm so behind on films this year. Uh, it's on and Netflix, it, though. It's I accessible. Know it is. I know it's on Netflix. Uh, okay. And so many things are accessible, and I just haven't watched them. Because at this point, I watch bad movies. Like, bad movies and nothing else. So eventually, I'll, I guess I'll get to watching movies that deserve awards again. Uh, and passing has been top of my list for a very long time. I am talking about it actually on Untitled Cinema Gals podcast. So look out for that because we did a whole discussion on it. it was we had we had done previous discussions on um, Imitation of Life, both mm-hmm. renditions, and um, it's a it's a really fascinating topic to me. Um, and so it was really exciting to talk about passing. But I will tell you, um, Oscar Isaac's favorite elbow and Juilliard graduate Jessica <laughs> Chastain. One female actor in a leading role in a motion picture for her role as Tammy Faye in the eyes of Tammy Faye. And I don't know if, again, the listeners, I don't know how often you hear me talk about the eyes of Tammy Faye, but it's available on HBO Max to watch. I still got to watch it. See? Also accessible. I know, Grace. (laughs) And it's camp. You would think I would have seen it by now. Can you believe? It is camp. It is queer. It is Andrew Garfield. It is everything that all of you have wanted. All the girlies have been talking about in 2022. Yeah. It's everything we need. (laughs) And her, because it's not just the fact that she played this role. She actually researched Tammy Faye for years. It was her, like, one of her life's mission is to tell her story. So it's a huge passion project. And the fact that she was awarded by her peers for this role is really, really incredible. Love it. I will get to to it i promise i promise i will get to it and also west side story which is <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> which comes out uh tomorrow on disney plus so, disney on March plus. 2nd. so i'll be able to watch that that'll probably be the first thing i watched watch let's be realistic um i will yeah. finally get west side story out of the way well get ready to like want to watch every grieving. single camera shot because it's insane you know i will yeah so dear evan hansen star and my personal hero, who I want to book everything he ever auditions for, wink, wink, nod, nod, um, Jordan Fisher had to bounce from, from Broadway's Dear Evan Hansen because he and Talia Ryder are about to lead the Netflix teen rom-com backed by ACE Entertainment, the same people that brought you to All the Boys I Love Before. If you saw To All the Boys I Love Before Part 2 with Jordan Fisher, it makes it's no surprise to me that they're making a new movie with him starring in it called Hello, Goodbye, and Everything in Between. Jordan Fisher also announced on his Twitter that he is helping produce the film. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, that's great. Again, yeah, I love to see it. I wonder, uh, there's going to be a year where we finally, people my age, stop playing teens. And I don't know what year that is. But um, <laughs> Yeah, it's not anything related to Dear Evan Hansen, clearly, between Ben Platt and literally everybody else. But hey. I'll take it. I love him. I think he's he's phenomenal. And I'm he excited to see this he's movie amazing. because I 100% will watch it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because I cool. adored to all the boys I've loved before. I still haven't seen any yeah. of the follow-ups yet. But oh, nice. uh, I feel like uh, the same team doing that will be good. Yeah. 
Moving into off-Broadway news, Americano, the new musical based on the life of dreamer Tony Valdivinos, will play a limited run at New World Stages. Performances uh, will begin March 31st through June 19th, like we've talked about before. Uh, but we're really excited to hear that uh, Sean Ewing is going to lead the production. He he led it when it was out of town, so it makes no surprise that he's going to be leading it in New York City. But we wish him the best of mm-hmm. broken legs. Is that the right way to put sure, it? Sure, that's it. Totally. The best of broken legs. The best of broken legs is now. It's now. Little shot broke my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Oh, so Off-Broadway's York Theatre Company will host the world premiere of Penelope or How the Odyssey Was Really Written. Ooh, <laughs> they start I March love that. 22nd. Yeah, through April 24th at the Theatre at St. Jean's. The cast includes Felipe Arroyo, Leah Hawking Cooper, Howell Ben Jacoby, David Lamar, Jacob Alexander, and more. So yes. if you want to catch that, I thought this was based on the um, the Christina Ricci movie. It isn't. Oh, no. You know what we're talking about? Wasn't I that called Penelope? Talk- Maybe? I oh, my gosh. I don't think I, I don't, I didn't see it. So there, was, gonna... there were a couple of years when Christina was doing some stuff. She did like she, Prozac well, she Nation. She was booked and busy. Yeah. She was booked and busy. She was doing like Penelope, Prozac Nation. And then like, these are all very different years, by the way, but they all conflate in my mind. And then like Black Snake Moan. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. But you've well. got to calm down. Yeah. Oh, that. Yes. Okay. I looked it up. It is, in fact, Penelope. Had James McAvoy. What a cast. Hello. James McAvoy, Reese Witherspoon, (laughs) Catherine O'Hara, Peter Dinklage, who we know and love, you and I, uh, Richard E. Grant, of course. Yeah. I I didn't see this one. It looks a bit odd. So, needless to say, this show. One, it's a must watch. (laughs) One, it's a must watch. And two, it's not what the production is based off of. It's not. Go see Penelope. Yeah. Off-Broadway's Playhouse 46 at St. Luke's will welcome the U.S. premiere of the new musical Islander, which is uh, a transfer from 2019's Edinburgh Fringe. The cast includes their original production of Christy Finlay and Bethany Tenick. And it, the music is basically, it's a musical, and it has Scottish folk-inspired score with some, like, music track sound looping. I don't know, but I want to see this. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like that kind of shit. sounds like, good, I, yeah. Mm. So Off-Broadway's transport group will revive the 2011 production of Barry Connors' The Patsy with performances beginning March 30th at the Abrams Art Center. Solo actor David Greenspan, who will reprise his role from 2011, is starring in it. The Patsy originally debuted on Broadway in 1925 with an adaptation to film in 1928. I'm very curious about this one. Yeah, I am too. In other news, four dozen U.S. cities can finally say Hasadiga Ibuwai because they're finally getting a visit from the Tapping Mormons. The Book of Mormon will launch another U.S. tour in the 2022-2023 season with 25 cities that they've never visited before. So it wasn't clear if this is like an equity tour because of the way they said it. Um, Yeah, not sure. I'm I'm curious, especially if they're visiting four dozen cities. It's a lot. That's a lot. That's That's a lot. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Uh, the Manhattan Association of Cabarets will present the 36th annual Mac Awards celebrating the best <laughs> of New York City nightlife on April 12th. The Lifetime Achievement Award recipients for 2022 include Cheetah Rivera and cabaret veteran Marta Sanders. I so, know them well. Yeah. Women. Women. <laughs> yes. Which yeah. uh, Mac Awards is pretty dominated by women in general since I would say Midtown Cabaret is pretty dominated by women yeah. in general. I mean, who do we have? Robbie Rizal and then women. Of course. Jim Caruso and, and women. <laughs> Jim Caruso and women. Yes. 
All right. So finally in a recommendation, even though technically my recommendation was at the top of the show for Little Shop, you can finally watch a sneak peek of the Bridges of Madison County rehearsal starring Kate Baldwin and Aaron Lazar, directed by Hunter Foster. Famously, Hunter Foster... I I just respect and love him so much from mm-hmm. the things I've heard about people working with him like as a director have been so positive and like nice. his marriage like that's what I want. Love that. I just want that. Very so sweet. anyways, yeah, I'm I'm excited for for this production. I know a lot of people have been talking about it. I'm not even joking. So thank you guys so much for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And you can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs>